Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Teacher Cast Podcast, episode number 227. Thank you, guys. I am looking forward to a brand new school year. My school year is going to be starting in just a few days. I hope you guys are doing well, too. All the show notes for tonight are going to be found over on our website, teachercast.net. And tonight, we're going to be talking all about communication, relationships, and those first few things that we can do to reconnect with our schools, our teachers, our community, and most importantly, our students. My guest today is the executive chairman of a great company, Remind.com. I want to bring on today Mr. Brian Gray. Brian, how are you today? Welcome to TeacherCast. I am great, Jeff. Thanks for having me, and congratulations. It's a privilege to be episode 227. That's quite an accomplishment. Thank you so much for coming on today. I am excited to talk to you. Obviously, we've had a great relationship in history with Remind over the last 10 plus years here on TeacherCast. And there's so many great things. You can, of course, head on over to TeacherCast.net, do a search for Remind. Lots of great things out there. But, uh, you know, Brian, today we're talking about the beginning of the school year. You know, even today as we're recording this, I went into school and the entire conversation between everybody in central office was how do we improve communication? What does it look like? How do we do it? What's the best way to keep up with our, you know, our teachers, our staff, our students? But most importantly, how do we make sure that the community knows what's going on? I mean, we're all seeing what's happening around the world in education, good and bad. So I'm just going to ask you the, the, the general question here, where you are, what are you looking forward to this year with school, with, with starting up, with getting back in? I mean, there's so many variables, but what do you see this school year looking like? Yeah, no, great question. Um, you know, I think like everybody, we're hoping that it looks as much like 2019 back to school as possible, starting with kids back in the classroom, teachers back in the classroom. You know, it's so crucial to have that social in-person interaction. I mean, that's, that's how learning happens. Um, and you've used the word relationship already in the first couple minutes, and that's, that's the core of it, right? A relationship fundamentally between an educator and a student uh, is, is perhaps the most important part of how we think about delivering equitable access to education, right? I'll, I'll talk about technology. I'll talk about learning. Yeah. yeah. That, the relation gap is key. And, and that's really where I, I'm interested in, not only as a parent, but as a teacher, but even as my role in my district as a coach. How do you make sure that there is a, a usable communication strand? Now, you're here to talk today a little bit about something called the relationship gap, which I got to tell you, that's a new term for me. I've, you know, I've heard about, you know, different learning gaps and all these things, but yeah. what is the relationship gap? Yeah. So again, fundamentally, it's about does every student have the opportunity to build and create a meaningful relationship with at least one teacher or one educator, right? Think about your own educational journey. Mm -hmm. uh, I do the same, right? At different points, there was always somebody, there was always that teacher, might have been a coach, could have been a counselor, who really was there for you, that you knew you could go to, you could talk to, uh, and that you intrinsically knew, cared about the journey you were on. And ensuring that, that that happens for every student 
again, you know, you know many of the numbers that I know around the number of kids that drop out, the number of kids that don't make it through high school. Um, how do we turn that around? And we fundamentally believe it starts with the relationship and, and relationships first. It's difficult. In the last couple of years, you know, in my current position, I started at a, at a middle school. We, we went three quarters of the year and then COVID happened. And then last year, I kind of was out of the middle school and into a more district role. I felt really weird because when I went to the high schools, I was running into kids who I had in class but I didn't recognize them. And usually you would say that, oh, they got bigger. No, right. because we're wearing masks, because yeah. there's things covering our face, our emotions, our smiles. It's difficult to make those connections. I mean, you've got, even last year, you know, you've got 30 amazing faces smiling back at you, but sometimes they're on a Zoom call at nine at a time or two at a time, depending on the size of the screen. Yeah. How do teachers put these skills into practice? I mean, it's hard to say, how do you have a teacher connect with a student? I know that's a hard question because we all want to, but yeah. how, how do you work with teachers? And Yeah. I, I, again, it's the core of what we do, but it's communication, right? Com communication in any relationship is fundamental. And so enabling two-way communication um, in many ways is, is the backbone of how that relationship forms, knowing particularly in the last 18 months when we haven't been able to be together, but even when we're back in school, right, a teacher and a student are only in the same classroom for a finite number of hours during the day. And it's in the evenings, it's on weekends when a teacher can take a moment to, to just check in, how's it going? Or a student can check in with the teacher and say, hey, did I do this right? Am I on the right path? Um, you know, really, when we think about communication, there's kind of three core elements that we think are crucial uh, as it relates to supporting relationship building. Accessible, two-way, mobile first. So let me, let me talk through each of those um, in a little bit more detail. I'll start with two-way. It sounds obvious, but in many ways, a lot of communication that still happens in schools and districts is one way, right? An announcement or a broadcast out. And those are important and those need to happen. But enabling two-way communication is really crucial to build these relationships so that teachers and students, teachers and parents can communicate back and forth with each other, um, particularly given the uncertainty that we're stepping into this back to school with. Uh, mobile first, right? It needs to reach people where they are. And for better or for worse, we all are on our mobile devices and that's where we can be reached. And so mobile first messaging, text messaging, SMS, if you don't have the latest smartphone or don't have an unlimited data plan is crucial. And it's been fundamental to remind since, since our first back to school 11 years ago and accessible. And there's really a couple of important parts about accessible. One is that SMS piece, making sure that even if you don't have those latest technology devices or data plans that you can still be reached and still can, can communicate with your teacher. Um, and then being able to be reached in your preferred language, right? So one of the, the fundamental parts of our platform is if a teacher sends a message out and a parent or a student needs and wants to receive it in a different language, they can absolutely receive it in that language. And when they communicate back, it gets translated back to the teacher. And that, that also is a fundamental part of access. So accessible, two-way, mobile first. If, if a district or a school is able to go in that direction and invest in that direction, they're taking a huge step towards closing the learning gap between um, that, that might exist for any of the students in their community. Now, you had said something that really floored me here. You said 11 back to school night, yeah. 11th year for Remind. Yeah. I first met Remind in 2012 and 
that was when I was just shocked as to seeing this is an amazing platform. This is what's going on. And every time I talk to Remind, I always think about when my triplets were born. It was the platform that I used to communicate with all of my friends, all of my family. You know, this was yeah beyond doing Facebook groups. This was, okay, they're here, they're coming, we're happy, wife safe, all that good. It is a great platform. Talk to us a little bit about the journey that Remind has been on. And you mentioned some of the things today as far as what are the features, but why would a school district want to partner up with Remind for its communication skills? Yeah, well, from a district perspective, one of the biggest reasons is because it's already being used within its community, right? It, it never ceases to amaze me when we go in and talk to a district at the administrator level and show them how much Remind's already being used. And that usage is being driven organically by the teachers, right? Teachers are amazing at finding tools that can help make their lives easier, can make them more efficient, more effective at connecting to their students and parents. And so from a district perspective, there's already a running start because they're seeing it used so dramatically across their community. We take that a step further, though, when a district makes an investment to roll Remind out to their entire community because we integrate with the school information system. And what's really powerful about that is we literally see nearly a 5x increase in engagement and usage of Remind once a district upgrades because they're able to then reach everybody in the community. And even those teachers that might not be as tech forward, you know, older teachers, I think of my, my parents, you know, if, if they were still teaching, they'd probably be in that category today. But if they know how to text message, which pretty much everybody knows how to, to do, if they can text, they can use Remind. And, you know, you probably experienced that as a teacher. It's simple, it's easy to use. Um, and that's the power of, of then being able to, as a district, tap into, like I said, the accessible two-way mobile first elements that, that, that transcend communication and really get at this notion of building relationships. One of the things that Remind does, I, I think, better than everybody else that I've ever had a chance to work with is reach out to the educational community and build that social capacity with other teachers. Talk to us a little bit about the importance of teaming up with great educators to you know, share the message and also yeah. help communicate that communication is important these days. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, and it, it really goes back to, you know, 2011, the first back to school for Remind. The core was building something for teachers that they could use in the context of the classroom. And, you know, today, fast forward 11 years, classroom is both physical, hybrid, remote, but it's still fundamentally the relationship between a student, teacher, and parent. And so, Every year as we're building product, as we're advancing features, you know, we launched Remind Tutoring about a year ago. All of that is done first and foremost in consultation with understanding it through the lens of a teacher. Again, I mentioned my parents were school teachers. My sister is about to start her 27th year teaching up in Oregon. Um, and so that, that role, that important role, will always be the lens through which we look at Remind. And over these last 11 years, we've, we've had the, the ability to add other elements that allow us to now go talk to administrators, whether those are superintendents, chief technology officers, heads of communication, instructional tech, so that Remind can be used really to, to unify communication from the top of the district 
all the way down to the classroom and, and school level in between. I'm curious with the growth of the company and with all the different features that are coming in. And I'm, I'm just looking through the website, like the remind tutoring is, is amazing. Where do you guys find the chicken and egg? Is it the parents saying we want to be communicated with this way? And so reminds building that or the school district saying we want to communicate this way. And so remind goes in that yeah. What what has been pulling? I, I'm just curious from the the coaching point of view. Yeah. Obviously, the answer is a little bit of both here and there. But like, where yeah. are you finding the most pull? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. And let me actually just talk about both because Please. I could probably I could probably pick ten districts and five of them you know might be more teacher driven and the other five might be more parent driven. And so, again, back to the teachers. It, what's great is that administrators really want to invest in supporting teachers and really want to make sure they have the tools to build those relationships, to connect with students and parents, because they know that those relationships are highly connected to the outcomes that, that they all want to see. Um, and so a lot of the, the impetus for districts wanting to upgrade to the Remind plan comes from the this need to support teachers. There's actually specific features in the Remind plan that are very much specific to allowing teachers to have more characters in their messages, to use voice calling that's built into Remind. So there's a, there's a huge pull, if you will, um, to support teachers. At the same time, you know, administrators understand that parents have the ability for two-way communication outside of their, their school life, and they expect that increasingly to be part of their school experience. You as a parent, I would imagine if you took your, your educator hat off and put your parent hat on, and needed to reach your, your school community teacher or administrator, you'd expect to be able to have a two-way messaging conversation just like you do with you know, a company that you might buy a product from or somebody that you work with. And so that, that expectation um, for those of us as parents is increasing and, and districts are not, um, they're, they're not turning a deaf ear to that, which is great to see. One of the things that I've always loved about Remind, and this is true 10, 11 years ago, and I'm sure it's true now, it's a safe way for teachers to communicate with students. Yes. Yeah. And that has, again, from day one, um, you know, no personal contact information is shared. That is masked from both the teacher, the student, the parent, any user. Um, and it's also one of the most important parts um, when you think about the, the district's their ability to access that communication, right? Remind is built for education. It's not a social network. It's really built to foster the learning that happens when, when those relationships um, are fostered in, in the context of education. Talking today to Brian Gray, the executive chairman of Remind.com. You know, you guys have been working with more than 30 million monthly active users that's just an amazing number. When we look at this school year and beyond, and I know you have access to, you know, speak with, work with other ed tech companies, especially up in Northern California. What is the ed tech environment projecting for this year and beyond? I always ask the question, what are we going to be learning about next year at ISTE? Yeah. What do you see? If you could wave your little magic wand, what are we going to be talking about over the next eight, 10 months? Yeah, I think it's a lot of what we've seen come into view pretty dramatically over the last 18 months, which is this ability to learn anytime, anywhere, which is great. And, and I want to highlight that for a second. The ability for kids to access learning anytime, anywhere is probably one of the most powerful concepts, not just to come into education, but to think about um, a positive use of technology for all, all of us, um, not just in the United States, but on the planet. However, what is also happening is, from our perspective, how do we make sure that that access persists? How do we make sure that that, is, that vision of learning anytime, anywhere 
is accessible to every student, regardless of the neighborhood they live in, whether it's urban, rural, you know, so we get into these discussions about broadband connectivity and does everybody have access to that future that we want to talk about next year at ISTE and the year after that and the year after that. And so that's where equitable access to education and coming back to relationships first is a big part of where I'll be spending my time and ensuring that that Remind's voice is heard loud and clear as being one of the most fundamental ways that we make sure that access stays. So think about the, you know, the last 18 months. If, if there's a family that is only on our product through SMS and text messaging and didn't have broadband at home, we'd like to believe that Remind was the way they found out that they could come to the school and get printouts of the assignments for their child. And that's going to continue to happen. And, you know, as we go into this back to school, that's where the relationship through communication is going to make sure that, that even that student who, you know, hopefully someday gets broadband and can live this experience on a device and, you know, watch the videos and have the, the anytime learning experience front and center. If they're not there yet, we want to make sure that they're not left behind as a result. If a school district is looking to reach out to remind, what is the best way to do that? Do they go to the website? Can they give somebody a call? They can go to remind.com slash plans. That's, that's the best way to see uh, what, what is available, whether you're a large district, a, a medium, small district, or even a school. So you're able to purchase the remind plan as an individual school. We see that happen quite a bit. Um, and that's the best place to kind of dive in. And, and from there, you'll be able to navigate pretty quickly to uh, getting what you need to be able to bring Remind to your entire learning community. Talking today to Brian Gray, executive chairman of Remind.com. Brian, this show is always open for you guys. Would love to continue the conversations and continue the relationships. Guys, I've been using Remind for the last 10 years throughout all of TeacherCast. I can't recommend it enough. An amazing platform, not only for teachers, not only for school districts, but also, you know, if you happen to have a set of triplets running around, it's yeah. a great way to alert your entire community of every single thing that they're doing in their lives. Check it out over on remind.com. Brian, I'll give you the last word on, on, on relationships, yeah. on, on, the, on the communication. What should we be thinking about as we end this show today? Yeah, I, it's going to be a stressful year. Um, I, I, as, as hard as it is to say, I think what we're stepping into for this back to school will be harder than last year. You know, teachers and educators are coming off 18 really tough months and are stepping right back into the classroom. Parents are stressed, wondering where their kids are. And students have not seen each other in a meaningful way from a social standpoint. And so if you add all that up, it really will come down to how do we leverage communication to make sure that the relationships can get built and developed despite all of what's going on around us. Um, and we just wish everybody the best of luck and, and just want people to know, particularly starting with teachers, that Remind is here to support them any way we can. Guys, hope you have a chance to check everything out. All of our resources are going to be found over on TeacherCast.net. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 227. Don't forget, every single Monday, we drop our Ask the Tech Coach show to support your instructional technology coaches. And we are going to be ramping up with our Tech Coach Network this year. We just got done doing two amazing roundtables. And we are going to be doing so many more things. So if you're an instructional coach out there, check it out today. So many things are happening over on TeacherCast.net. I hope you guys have a chance to make TeacherCast your home for professional development. Well, on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, Brian, remind, I want to say thank you guys for making TeacherCast the home for your professional development. My name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. 
You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.